Jolt. The Jolt. The Jolt. This is The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XMLQ. I'm Larry Flick, and this is The Jolt on Sirius XMLQ. It is a pleasure to welcome Joe Manganello to our studio. How bad did I mangle your name? You nailed it. Did I? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, Manganello. Manganello. I mean, I have to give it up, yeah. Most well, people destroy you. it. Thank yeah, you. But thank you. My Italian grandfather would be very proud of me right yeah, now. There you go. You can see Joe in Magic Mike Double XL opening on the 1st of July. Um, this one is um, lighter than the last one. A little bit more playful. Yes, I think we, we, we had to have an air of seriousness. Uh, I think entering the marketplace is the first ever male stripper movie. <laughs> um, I don't know. know. My friends went, and they were, you know, <laughs> they were ready. Uh, but also, you know, helmed by by Steven Soderbergh, I think it was it was, um, you know, kind of one in a string of these dark exposés mm. uh, about these different subcultures of life. You know, the girlfriend experience delved in the prostitution a bit or the escort agency and uh, uh, and then of course you know this followed along and the script really read like that um, but it had a hint of Saturday Night Fever so there was a bit of fun to, to the first so that's one that's why well. I liked it because yeah. that's my era Saturday Night Fever and I thought this I was hoping for that and I got it yeah, yeah. Um, and I like this movie because I think it's a, it's a little bit more playful it's a, it's trusting that the, the viewer is going to come along Yes, and I think we we jump genre ambitiously into um, kind of big, almost hangover style comedy territory, yeah. while staying grounded and rooted in in the universe that well, was created by the by the first movie. Got that road trip feel to yeah, it. Yeah, and we still do some drugs <laughs> in the movie, so you know. <laughs> but it's fun. They're fun drugs. <laughs> they're, they're 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 happy drugs. <laughs> yeah. Um, is most people bitch? pretty heavily about sequels mm-hmm. so it's it, no one ever walks away feeling like they haven't been kind of picked apart at some mm. level um did any of that give you a reason to think mm, maybe not well uh, the answer is no the short answer is no um because it became very apparent on the first film that we were going to have a lot of mile left to walk in our shoes uh, there was almost um yeah i related to the hobbit you know, um, you, you you read The Hobbit, and <clears throat> there's this scene where the, 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 the main character has this riddle battle, and he winds up finding this ring and escapes, and, you know, the book ends. Um, but then there's an entire three-book trilogy afterwards written about that ring. And the, in Magic Mike 1, there was this ensemble of guys you really didn't get to, 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 to meet or to know learn much about that then you you kind of sneak out of that movie and then make an entire movie surrounding them. So uh, it was kind of this this hidden gem uh, that really wasn't on the pages even in the first script. A lot of those scenes in the locker room were ad-libbed. Uh, those dance routines really came to life, and we all looked at each other and said, if we if this first movie is is successful enough uh, and we get to come back and do a second one, let's let's make it about the guys and let's give people what I think they were expecting when they walked into the first movie. So... How how do you what did you want from the guy you play this time? What were you hoping would be on the page? 
Um, well, I think as an actor, you 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 look for an arc, or you look for somewhere that 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 you can create an arc. You can start somewhere and go somewhere. And I think I got that in in several different ways. Um, I I got that. I think he he arcs in terms of being a male entertainer. He starts somewhere as a male entertainer, and through a um, you know, in a higher state of consciousness, you know, he's on drugs. Uh, he he winds up um, kind of finding the key to unlocking his inner dancer yeah. uh, in this kind of pivotal moment in, in the middle of the script that is pivotal scene. And uh, and I also got a romantic arc this time around. I know, which is fun, very fun, right? <laughs> yeah, which is great. Who uh, you know, uh, playing opposite uh, uh, the lovely Andy McDowell, who was just fantastic. In this film, she's tough. I've interviewed her a couple times, and um, she she's she's kind of a, a a curious actor to me because she's really playful and fun one second, mm-hmm. and very very serious the next. And, Interesting. And uh, and I, I it's actually what I like about her is because she's not easy to predict. So I'm curious yeah. to know what you found interesting about her as a, as an acting partner. Um. Yeah, I think uh, I think unpredictability is 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 a good thing yeah. uh, in, in an actor and uh, um, but yeah, and I think that uh, in in the you know that that p- kind of pivotal scene that, that we have together, um, she is kind of hot one moment and cold the next, yeah. or hot, you know, and 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 uh, there's a there's a toughness to her, uh, uh, but then the next moment she plays a vulnerability. Um, so yeah, no, I was, uh, you know, very, very impressed with her and, and we had a lot of fun. It's Joe Manganiello joining us here on The Jolt. I'm Larry Flick. Magic Mike, uh, XXL opens on July 1st. Um, so how close to what your character goes through in terms of the way people stare and point and look, do you feel? <laughs> Because let's face it, you know, uh, uh, actors can sometimes be turned into show ponies, um, uh, and and some people tend to, especially if you know if you're a reasonable looking person, people are sometimes more interested in the way your hair is done today, mm-hmm. who you're dating, mm-hmm. you're busting your butt trying to get get your job right, mm-hmm. and they want to talk about your shoes. Well, uh, you know, I, I mean, I am I, I'm very hesitant to to complain about the life that I have. Um, you know, I, I love my life. Um, and, uh, uh, with that said, I think the challenge becomes, uh, carving out enough space, um, in your life once you are recognized for your work on a public level to stay normal or, or, or retain some sort of normalcy. You know, I don't play a character who's a quote unquote celebrity, which is a word I really don't like you know I'm, I'm an actor I'm an artist I right. went to art school I went to drama right. school you know I, I'm kind of you know I, I, I create things and well, you I think went to, to Carnegie Mellon didn't you yeah so I think to be, yeah. to be kind of lumped into this school, celebrity <laughs> the celebrity category is uh, not not entirely fair I mean do I understand it yes I do but you know I just don't want to be confused with, with some sort of reality star uh, right. and I also don't you know it, it's fun to kind of play around like you know um you know, speak as your character or kind of, you know, sometimes it, it, there's a fun tendency or, you know, you kind of play your character in an interview and, and, and that's fun to do. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's, you know, uh, I am playing a character and, and I think um, being mistaken for uh, having the traits of characters is, is, is very flattering. 
Um, but you know, I think that today's modern uh, internet machine is is way out of control uh, in the way that um, you know your your words can kind of be twisted around and and uh, things can come back to you that have nothing to do with you or your life or who you are. Um, but I think that that also helps because there there is an air of mystery, and I think that an air of mystery is important because. Um, you know, people read all these facts on the internet, and I'd say 90% of them are fake. Yeah, I'll bet. That's so. why whenever we record an interview, I always make a point of saying we don't manipulate the words. Yeah, because, thank you. You know, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen what the bites are like, and, sure. and I, could, I could chop this up and make you sound like you're reciting uh, Humpty Dumpty if I want to. But sure, which often cool. is the case. Thank I know. You. Yeah. So um, do you sometimes feel like you are toughing out uh, kind of like an adolescence as an actor to get to what you really want to do because you're doing good work but there, like I said people are, are sometimes more interested in mm-hmm. I don't think the average person who talks to you knows that you went to Carnegie Mellon which no. is a hardcore school yes it was um, you know and, and, and here's the thing um, you know I've been at this for about 22 years and I'd say that you know, in the mainstream, I'm I'm judged on my work of the past five, um, and 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 that work in the past five, for whatever reason, uh, you get offered this amazing role on an Alan Ball show on HBO, that involves disrobing quite yeah. a bit, along with all the other you know people on the show. Uh, then Steven Soderbergh calls you up and says, "Hey, I want you to do this movie with me," and that involves the same thing. And I think that there is a a bit of a hysteria because of the sexualized. Uh, nature of these roles but the great part about it is that I now have choices for the first time in my career I'm not taking whatever comes my way to be a working actor which was the case prior to in those 17 years prior um, I now have choices because of of these great roles with on in these great projects um, so you know who am I I think for most everybody else I mean I'd say just you know lighten up and go with it you know good attitude Uh, but i don't think that all of a sudden you know playing the the you know the role on true blood and now you know in in magic mike um uh nullifies the 17 years of of classical theater prior to that so what would you want people to see today that you were proud of before before you got that break oh geez i mean you know I, i i i did I played Stanley Kowalski uh, a couple years ago at, at, at Yale, uh, and it was the third time that I that I had played that role. And um, geez, I mean, there was uh, Alfred. I did uh, the Pittsburgh premiere of, of Alfred Urey's uh, Last Night at Ballyhoo, which was a great experience uh, back in Pittsburgh. Uh, Merchant of Venice, directed by this Moscow art theater professor back in school. And I mean, I could go on and on with these, you know, fun stage roles that whoever, the only people that got to see it were the people locked into those those theaters on but those that's nights. That's cool stuff, right? Yeah, it's great. What 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 uh, originally turned you on about theater? Um, I think initially it was um, the idea of being able to wear a mask. I think um, not having to be me or getting a break from myself um, uh, and, and getting to, to play somebody else. And I think that that was, that was kind of the, 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 the onus to do it as a young man. But I think as I got older and matured a little bit, the paradigm shifted and it became about telling the truth. 
trying to tell the truth, have a real honest human uh, uh, reaction. And, you know, but you, you, you get a break from that, I think with, with magic Mike too, not to say that I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not giving honest moments, but, but I think that you get to make people laugh in a film like this that you don't very rarely get to do right. uh, and, uh, on stage. And it should never be the, the ability to give people joy and escape mm -hmm. yes. is huge. That's a great gift when, when you can yeah. take people out of their, their bullshit for three hours or ninety minutes yeah. or whatever, yeah. but I think uh, I think it would be nice if we got to see everything else you got to show because you you know you're a studied actor, and I don't know I I look at I look at what your history is and I think you know I'd love to see you play Tom in The Glass Menagerie I'd love to mm -hmm. see you do old Sam Shepard. 70s crazy sure you know yeah, what i mean I, like yeah. true west has got your name all over it i love true west you know yeah, what i mean yeah, so yeah. congratulations because Thanks. all of what you're doing now is probably going to pay for that fun stuff later well too. and that's the thing it's um you ride the horse the direction it's going and yeah. uh you know you look at like somebody like matthew mcconaughey who i had the pleasure of working with on the first film and you know he spent a lot of years selling the product that he sold because you know you make hay while the sun's shining yeah and and after that period he got to call the shots and do whatever he wanted and if he didn't want to he wanted to say no to everything for two years to wait for those right roles to come along he did and and it worked and i, I think that sometimes that that model is is the best way i think it's um but if you know i'm supposed to sit here and apologize then no. there's no way that's going to happen, you know. Why would you do uh, that? I'm I'm probably more proud of this movie than anything I've ever done. I certainly had more fun doing it. Well, good man, good attitude, and good movie. Thanks, thank Joe you, Joe Meganello. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Uh, Magic Mike Double XL opens on July 1st. Make sure you watch it. Stick around. There's more to come on the Jolt.